Newcastle Live Radio. And she joins me in the studio. Good morning and welcome, Lauren O'Brien. How are you? Good morning, Tracy McGillicott. I'm... Well, I'm a little perturbed. Yes, I think most uh, most women are perturbed at the moment. Uh, we uh, we discussed it when it was uh, sitting as a draft back in May. Mm. We had a draft ruling that uh, indicated that the U.S. Supreme Court might overturn their famous Roe versus Wade decision, which saw abortion legalized in the country on Friday in a, well Friday night in Australia. It uh, it absolutely uh, it turned the women's rights back in the US by at least 50 years. Mm. What's your take on Roe versus Wade? Well, when the Supreme Court overturned Roe and Wade, it did more than allow states to ban abortion. It showed how the court views rights that aren't explicitly listed in the Constitution, which, by the way, was ratified in 1788. So times have changed. Um, The ruling came in a dispute over a 2018 law passed by Mississippi's Republican-controlled legislature that banned abortions after 15 weeks. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to to uphold the Mississippi abortion ban being challenged in the case and, of course, Roe was overturned 5-4. to So very, very competitive. It was could have gone either way. The latest development happened in part because of the court's changed composition. Two members of the court who joined in its earlier abortion decisions, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Anthony Kennedy, were succeeded by justices appointed by then-President Donald Trump, Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh. So Trump had declared that he would put, quote, pro-life justices on the court. So... It did a complete 180, going from recognising a constitutional right, an individual right, to 50 years later saying, no, we were mistaken. The court was at pains to indicate it applies only to abortion, but there are people, there are law uh, professionals, you know, people with opinions saying that the same methodology could potentially be used to revise other rulings, for example, same-sex relations, birth control before marriage. So I thought I'd just talk about the Bill of Rights, um, the amendments to the Constitution. So we all know Americans love their Bill of Rights. And we all know about the amendment, the right to bear arms. Yep. Every single one of us know about yep. that. They go we on sure ad nauseum about that. Yep, so right to free speech, right to bear arms. Blah, blah, blah. Right to a speedy trial. When we get to number nine, though, Tracy, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Enumeration just means a list. This is interpreted as this list was not meant to be exclusive. It was drafted in the 18th century, for heaven's sake. The difficult bit is then working out what the unenumerated parts are. Example. There's no right, there's no actual Bill of Right that says you have a right to privacy. But the Supreme Court has long accepted that there is a right to privacy in one of those unenumerated or unlisted rights. And this right was established in cases involving raising children. So in 1923, Mayer in Nebraska ruled it's a constitutional right to be able to teach children another language. 1925, in Pierce v. Society of Sisters, it was found that it's a constitutional right to send your kids to a private school. 1942, in a case called Skinner v. Oklahoma, the government cannot sterilise convicted criminals. And in 1965, this is the landmark case because this brought 
all three of those rulings into one, Mm -hmm. Griswold v Connecticut that overturned a Connecticut ban on contraception based on these earlier rulings. So in Griswold and Connecticut, the Supreme Court ruled that marital privacy, though not explicitly enumerated, Mm -hmm. quote, as being within the protected penumbra of specific guarantees of the Bill of Rights. This meant birth control is a private matter and cannot be banned by the state. Penumbra is um, a legal word that means the rights guaranteed by implication in a constitution or the implied powers of a rule. Um, It's the shadowy bit of an eclipse when you look Mm -hmm. at an eclipse and you see light spilling out. So it's by this, by association, you do have a right basically to decide what your own contraception Mm. is. I have lots more to say. Do you have you got anything? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say so lots of ideas then spilled from Griswold, mm. and I thought it was just handy to give a background to how Rowan Wade. Roe I think v. it's really. Wade. I think it's really important to um, understand how we got to that point. Yeah. Yep. So lots of ideas spilled from Griswold, and the concept of a right to privacy. So there was one called Eisenstadt v. Baird in 1972 that gave single people the right to birth control. Okay, mind blown. And Lawrence v. Texas in 2003, the right to same-sex relations. And then, of course, the big one was in 2015, Obergefell v. Hodges, which was the right for same-sex marriage. And these were based on these cases that established privacy Privacy. is a constitutional, though unenumerated, right. So the right to an abortion was one of these rights. The phrase in Rowan v. Wade, 1973, that the right to privacy that was identified in Griswold is broad enough to encompass the decision to end an unwanted pregnancy. The Roe decision also opined that the right could also be found in another amendment, the 14th Amendment, which says no state can deprive any person of life, liberty or property without due process of law, and that's known as the due process clause. Roe is from a tradition that looks at the concept of liberty and equality very broadly. Today is very different from the 18th century. So when we realise, okay, so it wasn't until 1972 that if you're a single person, you have the right to contraception. 1972. It's, It's unbelievable. So Roe was seven to two with the two dissenters opining that the Constitution is silent on this matter, i.e. the Constitution doesn't say anything about abortion one way or the other and that this court has no business interfering with the legislature's judgment about how to regulate a pregnancy. So this is pretty much the reasoning that the court has adopted now. So the dissenting judges in Roe and Wade, they've now got the majority. Yeah. And, and this is what they've pushed and through. this is kind of what they've pushed through, saying, and in overturning it, because, you know, I just love geeking out on this, I actually found the judgment and I read it. So in overturning Roe, the court wrote that, quote, an unenumerated right should be deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition, end quote, before it can be recognised as a component of the, quote, liberty protected in the due process clause. So the ruling in black and white reads, held... The Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey, which was Casey v Planned Parenthood in 1992. So Roe and Casey are overruled and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people 
and their elected representatives, which means the state back into the states. So um, I got onto YouTube and found a law professor at UCLA. She says the methodology is called originalism, where you stick very closely to what you think the authors of the passage and the public understood the passage to mean at the time it was adopted, 1788. So this Women is the weren't big even worry. equal. No. So this is the big worry. Could this be applied to other rulings about privacy? Like the aforementioned same-sex marriage. The judgment reads, the exercise of the rights at issue in Griswold, Eisenstadt, Lawrence and Obergefell does not destroy a potential life, but an abortion has that effect. And they also say in the judgment, nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. But this same law professor said the court is saying this is just about abortion, but there's a breadcrumb trail the court yep. is leaving in the future if it wants to go further than abortion. The pro-abortion position was nothing has changed. In 50 years, nothing has changed. We should be just staying with Rowan Wade, Roe v. Wade. Um, that's the precedent. But they've thrown the precedent out. So they've thrown the precedent out. Um, so that's the background of how we got where we where we are this week. The other part of the the decision, and it uh, it is on uh, it's locked away. It's on page one hundred and nineteen of the the final opinion, and it, and it's Justice Thomas. And I have spoken about this um, a couple of times this week. That uh, Thomas wrote the sh- the court should consider other past rulings that afford Americans certain rights, which is what you were just saying then. And he has actually said that for that reason, in future cases, we should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence and Orbefell, that's how we say it, isn't it, which is contraception, same-sex marriage and, uh, and, sorry, same-sex relationships and gay marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, the fourth one in those, well, the fifth is Roe v. Wade, but the the other one that's, that's contained in there that he hasn't mentioned is the interracial marriages. Now that is all part of this exact same right to privacy, right mm-hmm. to It's interesting, isn't it, that uh he is a African American man, he's married to a white woman. That is the only only one of those court cases that he has not identified as needing to be removed. What the Oh. It's very It's mm. it's interesting when the personal becomes political because this is what we're seeing. Um and off air, we were just talking about the the long shadow that decisions like this cast. It's all very well for people that have stable housing, finances, uh, they can afford healthcare, but they're making the Supreme Court judges have made a decision that's going to affect the more vulnerable of society, people of colour, people that find themselves pregnant either. I don't. There's a vast re. You know, you, you have an unwanted pregnancy because. Um, of a whole litany of reasons that have nothing to do with because it kind of feels like a punishment. You're punishing the women for having fallen pregnant but there's nothing, there's no pressure on on the male. And the stuff I'm reading online is um, an idea is, well, let's just cut things off at the source. Let's make all men at the age, once they hit puberty, mandatory vasectomies. Now that sounds incredibly extreme but is it any more extreme than forcing a woman to carry a fetus that she doesn't want. It's the handmaid's tale 
It is absolutely art imitating him. life. It's control. And the other thing I was reading is, and, and I did this in property law, you can't, if, there's, if somebody dies and their organs are healthy, you can't take those organs to give life to a patient waiting there unless that dead person has consented. So corpses have more rights right now than the women that are forced to keep a pregnancy. It, it's There's so many things, so many implications that, that go on from this. You know, millions of Americans woke up on, on June 25 with fewer rights than they had when they went to mm-hmm. sleep. Um, you know, it, it affected only one part of society. It, it affected uh, women, you know. And the big thing is, you know, the enormity of the health and ec- economic implications of this decision can't be overstated, well, you know. That, that's the big concern. What, what does this mean for health and what does this yes. mean for economics? Well, someone else wrote, if a fetus is a person at six weeks, is that when child support starts? Mm. Is that also when you can't deport a mother? who is from another country because, oh, you can't deport her. She's now carrying a US citizen. Can I insure my uterus? So I'm pregnant. I'm six weeks pregnant. Can I insure my uterus and then if the baby doesn't get to full term, can I claim on it? Like where do you end? Where does this end? Mm. And once the baby, once the child is here, it's someone else <laughs> saying, you know, okay, so all you pro-lifers now that you've got what you wanted, you know, we're looking forward to seeing the fight for equal health care, um, gun reform so that all of these unwanted children can actually survive past second grade. Yeah, and, how's and that for a thought? You know, so what, you, what, you're, what, you, what we're seeing is showing photographs of a fetus that's been aborted at, at six weeks or eight weeks. Why aren't you showing photographs of a seven-year-old that's just been gunned down in a classroom? Why is that? Why is, why you know, it's just not. It doesn't make no sense. There's no parity. No. And um, the Senate Banking Committee last uh, last month, Treasury Secretary um, Janet Yellen said that uh, basically that uh, Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped to lead to increase the labour force participation. It enabled many women to finish school mm. that increased their earning potential. It allowed women to plan and balance their families and their careers. This will not only have implications for you know the right to lifers and, and all of those rabbiting on, but this will have a very serious effect on education, Absolutely. on poverty in that country, and uh, you know, you'll all of a sudden see California become a uh, a very um, it's the the state to be because in California you have a progressive governor, you have a progressive yes. state, um, you have women are treated as equal citizens. You know, you're really going to find these two two different Americas, and I well, don't know how yes. that's going to go. How is that going to go with law? How is that going to yeah, we are going to have two two different classes of America. So you sent me a link earlier this morning, um, which showed that a lot of the states that um, would have triggered um, there are what it seems to be there are a lot of governors who are keeping the right, like so all those trigger states They're trying to stop the triggers. Yeah, um, trying to stop that happening. Others, of course, will be just rubbing their hands with glee. I mean. I couldn't believe my eyes or my ears when I heard, um, you know, President Trump saying or his spokeswoman saying um, it's a great day, you know, protecting white lives. It's just it's (laughs) the whole thing is is backward. And uh, 
what do you think this means for obviously abortion here in Australia is a very different kettle of fish um, you know it, it has been a part of our lives for a very long time I think we take it for granted over here um, but I never thought that I'd see Roe v Wade mm-hmm. thrown out I never thought I'd see that day um, well I remember you asking me what I thought back in May and I said it's not oh, gonna happen I, I can't see mm. that happening but clearly I don't have a crystal ball and I'm not in the US legislature but I just on the logic of, you know, things on the planet seem to be heading more towards um, women's equality and then something like this happens and I think, oh, that's right, we are back in 1942. It does we're back like in the dark ages, pre-birth mm. control. Can you, see it, uh, can you see a day where this is going to be an issue for us here in Australia? No, I hope not. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. I've got friends, um, you know, my mother's age, who were forced to have children, like they were. I've got a couple of friends actually that I that have just shared their own story with me. Um, forced basically to have children, they, they fell pregnant, couldn't tell their parents. By the time they were, you know, too far gone, and and both of these women adopted their babies out. Now that's another whole trauma. They mm. were, um, both of them went to a hospital to give birth and they said that they were taken out the back to a different room so single mums and that's only so you know these are women just in their early 70s it's it's quite but we need men to stand up too don't we we need men to say look um the thought of me having a, a mandatory vasectomy at 14 if that outrages you guys it's no different. So, yeah, so there we go. So uh, it is. Uh, it has been very depressing. But uh, on the positive side, Lauren, you know, the great thing that uh, that this has, has seen is that many Australian women are really, you know, trying to uh, to stand up and say, you know, we want these rights enshrined and we, we want to still have access to it. There is a, uh, a march happening on Thursday with uh, what were you wearing. It uh, It is a march for solidarity. It is um, to defend our abortion rights, to make sure that our abortion rights remain. So if you'd like to be a part of that, it is happening uh, 5.30 on Thursday for a 6 o'clock start. It's happening, uh, it starts at Newcastle Museum and then it uh, it makes its way down to Nobby's Beach. If you would like to be a part of it, make sure you head to uh, what you were wearing, either website, Facebook or Instagram, and please become a part of that. I think you and I should go along and we should wear Definitely. our handmaid's tail outfits. What I'm, do you think? I'm going to sort some and I think what we're just forgetting at a very basic level is it's almost like the Supreme Court judges think women are wanting these abortions like it's going to be the most traumatic decision and experience of a woman's life probably to be probably about with you know so it's not as if you're trying to remove something that you know, I, th- I think at times people people think that abortion is used as birth control. It's not. Mm. It is not a form of birth control. And there are two people that manage to conceive a child. So mm. we might we need to go on that the platform of vasectomies from fourteen, maybe. Yeah, well, you can reverse it. It's very very painless. It's an hour. I think you have swelling for a week. Oh, the poor things! Really swelling yeah. for a week. Yeah, and it's, we love men, but we you know, men. meet us halfway, guys. Yeah. Fight for us, come and um, you know your right. It, it's our rights, you know. It, it, yeah. it, Humanity's rights. That's exactly right. Exactly. Listen, thank you so much for your time. I wish it could have been a more fun, upbeat story, but well, I think we really need to understand, as Australians, where um, where Roe v. Wade 
how it's come, its process, its progression, and now it's it's dismantling really, mm. and uh, so that we can understand what is uh, what is possible, and uh, you know, and and how this sounds horrendous, but how how middle aged men can just change our lives like mm. that, like that, and I can't believe that there are two women sitting on that Supreme Court. Yes, yes, yes. Well, there we go. Thanks for having a chat. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, you know, lo- lovely to uh, <laughs> lovely to join you in the studio today. <laughs> that is the wonderful Lauren O'Brien. You are with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. The information provided in Legally Blonde is for general information purposes only and should not be taken as professional advice. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.